Hi, welcome to Interrogatories with Josh Campson. This is your host, Josh Campson. Today's interview is with Jim Monahan. He is an attorney in Norris Town. He's a true solo, or not a true solo, he's a solo. Uh, he does have a little bit of help, but no other lawyers working with him. And he's a workers' compensation attorney, which is kind of interesting. We learned today how much a finger is worth if it gets chopped off or injured in your line of work. Uh, we also talked to Jim about his collection of breweries which is not what I thought it was. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy. As always, if you like the show, send it to a friend, email it to a colleague. It takes two seconds, helps us spread the word. I hope you enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Jim, welcome to Interrogatories. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I see on your Zoom uh, login here, it says that you're the president of La Tip Bluebell. Is that, am I pronouncing that right, or is it La Tip no, it's it's uh, it's just Latip. It's kind of a strange name, but uh, it's a networking organization. Uh, they're nationwide, and I happen to be the president of the Bluebell chapter. We've got about twenty-seven members, all in different uh, business categories. So we've got professionals uh, like myself, and maybe another lawyer or two, some real estate professionals. But then you also have. Um, a, a tradesman. So we've got a roofer, we've got a general contractor, uh, and then, uh, you know, then kind of like all the services that you can, you can think of. Um, uh, we've got a, a credit card processing person, um, all kinds of things that we network. And it's a, it's actually a really good group. We, um, we like to say that we're like family. I, everyone likes to say they're like family. How often are you guys uh, throwing things across the table at each other and fighting at Thanksgiving? More often than you'd think. Okay. <laughs> are you back to in-person or are you meeting virtually? No, we're, we are virtual still, although we hope to go back in person uh, as of July 1st. That's our plan. Nice. Oh, that'd be fun, hopefully. Hopefully. I know you meet at some obscene hour, like many of these groups, 6 in the morning or 5 in the morning or something. Yep, 7 a.m. Yeah, all right. It's what I like about it because, you know, before I was involved with this group, I wasn't doing a lot uh, work-wise between 7 and 8.30 in the morning. So, Well, that's your me time. Isn't that when you go for a run? Or in my case, I've got an infant. That's when you're up with the infant, right? Is that not how your day goes? (laughs) Well, my infant days are long gone uh, and my running days have passed me by as well. So uh, I do take a walk, though, every day. Oh, fair enough. That's good for you, too. Yeah. So you're a solo attorney, right? Your own law office? Yes. Uh, it's myself and uh, my assistant, um, Linda, who's been with me since 1994, only the second secretary I've had in my career. Wow. And I'm sure the last. Yeah. Well, hopefully, touch wood. Um, do you have a deal that like she has to go before you? Uh, yeah, actually, I have. Well, I've actually told her that it, you know the day that she retires is the day I retire. Oh, okay. Well, I meant like, God forbid she gets, you know, you get hit by, a, or you're hoping that you get hit by a bus before she does. <laughs> that is true. That and is then, true. you know, but maybe you survive and hire a PI lawyer and then, you know, you know, a good <laughs> one of those, right? I, I noticed that your uh, email, I'm sorry, your website is norristownlegal.com. And for those not from the area, that's the county seat. Um, I'm guessing you've either had that e- address for ages or paid a ton of money for it. Which one is it? Uh, no, when I when I went out on my own uh, in 2013, uh, it was out there, so so I took it, and I and I came from a firm that whose uh, email and uh, website was NorristownLawyers.com, so I, I didn't have to go very far. 
That's interesting. You know, the, my favorite story about domain names, and I am nerdy enough to have a favorite story about domain names, uh, <laughs> is that Pennsylvania's uh, attorney general's office owns the domain name attorneygeneral.gov, and which you wouldn't, you would think would be the Department of Justice, and it is not. It's uh, oh. Pennsylvania's attorney general. So I had a class in law school with Mike Fisher, who is a former attorney general of Pennsylvania. And I asked him, I said, uh, you know, how did you get this domain name? It seems like the DOJ would want it. And he said, you know, in the early 90s, he was there. And there was some tech guy that worked for him that said, you know, we should get this domain name um, before somebody else does. And so they did. And the DOJ asked for it back. And they just said, no. So they've just kept it for those 40 years or however long it's been since then. Wow. Yeah, which I, I always imagine that the uh, actual Attorney General of the United States gets a little annoyed at that. I would think every four years or eight years, they'd be like, wait, what's our domain name? We don't have attorneygeneral.gov. Um, that, is, that is strange. But, but so it goes, so it goes. So what kind of work do you do? Uh, my What I'm most known for is uh, workers' compensation. I'm a certified workers' compensation specialist, which there are not a lot of cert, uh, certified uh, legal categories in Pennsylvania, but uh, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago, they did a pilot with workers' compensation and uh, started a certification process. So there's like a fun three-hour exam. You have to have certain credentials. You have to have accomplished certain career milestones. Uh, you have to devote a significant portion of your practice, 50, over 50% to workers' compensation. And I was in the first class of certified workers' comp lawyers. There's about 200 of us in the Commonwealth. And what do you get to say now that you're like a Jedi of workers' comp, a master? I get to say uh, that I am title? certified as a specialist in workers' compensation by the Pensa, uh, as as something as something about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. I don't know, but that's and what I get to say. It's you, can you fit that on a bumper tool. sticker or on a car or what do you? Yeah, do you have to get I, an SUV I, I for that? I actually have it. I have it um, uh, on a on a mural over my bed. It's it's really nice. Yeah, so you really earned it, you know. That's good. That's good. But now I know that that's what you do for your day job, but I understand that you also own a brewery or collect breweries or you're doing something with beer. I'm a liquor guy, so I don't I know what love, I don't even know what beer is. I would love to own a brewery, uh, but I do not own a brewery. Uh, but I do collect breweries. I uh, I don't know. A few years ago, a friend of mine, uh, we were out at a brewery, and he told me that he was keeping a list of the breweries that the first time breweries that he went to and his list was rather impressive. So I decided, Hey, that sounds like fun. So uh, I started keeping my list maybe uh, four or five years ago. And, uh, you know, it depends upon the year. Last year was a little rough uh, with COVID. We didn't, I, I didn't get in quite as many breweries. Last year was about 50. Uh, but the year before that was my, uh, was my banner year when uh, I did, over 150 breweries and uh, including uh, multiple countries. I did seven breweries in Iceland. Um, so it, it's, it is a bit of, a, uh, of an obsession of mine. So what do you have to do to get on the list? In other words, uh, does it just have to be one beer at this place? Do you have one to- beer. Walk in, use the restroom, just one beer, and you're on the list. Typically, it's a you know my my my, my typical uh, plan would be to go in and get a flight of you know whatever beers they have. Uh, although I did go to one brewery in Iceland, and they only had one beer. That was they brewed one beer, and the guy was an, exactly what you'd imagine an Icelandic brewer would look like. He was. 
I, I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that he stereotype is. He was big is. and hairy and very, you know, a little gruff at first, uh, but then very, uh, very, uh, very nice and invited us in and we sat and had a beer. Now, where do you keep this list? Is this you know, something you whip out your side pocket and there's a little uh, book that fair. you keep? I kind of. I mean, I, I keep it on. I just keep a, a notes list uh, on my phone. Um, so it's it's not that complicated. And are you, while well, we're digging in now, uh, you came on the podcast, you opened yourself up. Are you <laughs> ranking them? Are they in rank order? No, I don't. But I, you know, it is when I, when I look back at them or if somebody mentions a brewery, have you been here? Have you been there? I can probably tell you something about every single brewery, something that I remember it may not be a specific beer. It could be an experience. It could be the space. Um, there are very few of them that I could say, I didn't like um, breweries are pretty neat spaces, and uh, usually they'll have some beer that I that is uh, something that I like. And are you keeping this all in the app, or is this just your memory? Okay, in other words, are you no, writing down I, Tom's I don't brewery? Keep it, no, all I do is I write down the name of the brewery and the city, and that's it. Um, but then I just have you know recollections of all of them. That's impressive. I can't even remember the name of the client I spoke to yesterday. So. Uh, well, that, that's that's less interesting. That's true. That's a different. Well, depending on the client, I guess that's a different skill. Yes. So, what's the last brewery you went to? Uh, oh boy. Uh, let's see. I think. Oh, actually, I do know it. It was. It was an interesting one. It was the Irving Cliff Brewery in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. There's actually two breweries in Honesdale, and uh, last Sunday I went to. Uh, uh, here and now, which was which was pretty traditional uh, brewery and and solid solid uh, beers, nice setting. But then the Irving Cliff Brewery was interesting because it's it's been a brewery uh, since 1884, although they were shut down for many many years and they reopened in 2014 um, with you know a new ownership. But the space is pretty pretty neat and it's. It's kind of a testament to old Pennsylvania beers too. They're all, they have all kinds of paraphernalia from old Pennsylvania beers. Interesting. And what was the verdict on their beer? Well, I, I found something that was interesting. I, yes. I can say that there was a uh, there was a beer made with uh, medjool dates. So I tried the date ale. Uh, I can't say that uh, I was uh, you know really tasting the dates, but. I drank it. It wasn't bad. And they had great fried pickles. Well, there you go. Yes. Now, how do you find these places? There's this magical tool called Google Maps. You just go on there and type breweries near wherever you are. And then, uh, you know, and, and so and, and I kind of research it. And there's also a really good Facebook page called Breweries in Pennsylvania, at least to keep track of Pennsylvania breweries, which there are. I, I think that Pennsylvania has the most breweries. Probably. I, it's it's a it's a high number, and I have a lot of work ahead of me to uh, to accomplish that. Well, it's good to have goals. Now, do you <laughs> think that this brewery situation is a little bit of a bubble? I've heard that that a lot of, that there's a speculation that these places are all going to start either merging or going out of business, not because of COVID, just because it's been oversaturated. Well, I can tell you that uh, you know of the breweries that I'm uh, familiar with and gone through the list. There's one that I went to that I liked that did close that was in Dresher, Pennsylvania, actually. But, you know, over the years, they just keep they just keep coming. I don't know. I I, I know me personally, I rarely find myself at a uh, 
beer distributor because I just get my beers when I go to breweries. So that's where I, and even locally here, uh, I live in Port Washington. So I frequently go to the Ambler Beer Company, which is in the Ambler Yards, or I'll go to Forest in Maine and I'll buy their beer directly from them. Which is good, supporting small businesses, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is it at the point, do they know your name when you come in? Because <laughs> no. it sounds like you're a little bit of a regular here. No, no, no. And honestly, that is not really the case because I, I, it is not often that I go to a brewery other than right, like I just said, right here close. It's not often that I go to a brewery more than once because, you know, I, I try to, I only count them when they're new, uh, new to me. So. Yeah. But what about these, the local ones? That's what I'm saying. Do they walk yeah, in and they're like, I, oh, here, another six pack for Jim. Here he is. Hey, I, I, I like going to breweries. I, I don't drink that much, Josh. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't I didn't know if this was going to end with me having to call lawyers concerned for lawyers. It sounds like <laughs> it's more of a, a hobby situation. So I'm I think we'll, well be okay. I will say that I do uh, I do share this with another one of your former uh, this this passion with another of your former uh, guests. Uh, who would that be? That would be Carrie Hall. Carrie and I trade uh, brewery stories frequently. Oh, okay. Uh, and Carrie is a musician. Now, do you ever time it so that your brewery tour and his musical performances match up? Well, I actually, I don't know that he has performed at any breweries, although I would definitely recommend that, Carrie, if you're listening, please try to uh, do some shows at, at, a, at, a, at a brewery, but I have seen him perform. And brewery owners, if you're listening, yes. uh, feel free to sponsor uh, <laughs> because lots of lawyers like drinking craft beer, apparently. I, I only drink liquor. And wine, so I I can't weigh in on this. Yeah, the bar association did a, a nice little uh, virtual beer tasting a few months ago. Yeah, no, I, I saw that, and the was Westlaw fun. was trying to lure us in and did something similar, um, what beer and cheese kind of thing, where they ship it to you, and mm -hmm. you know, there's a Zoom, and somebody explains it all while you're doing it. It's fancy. Yeah, this was beer and chocolate, actually. The bar oh, there you go. Did. It was good. That sounds like a fun time. Uh, now, it's my understanding you're expanding into the Poconos. Is that you're expanding your office into the Poconos? Or are you retiring into the Poconos? What's going on with the Poconos? <laughs> uh, well, my wife and I were fortunate to have uh, purchased a home right before COVID in the Poconos that kind of gave us a great escape. And I find myself up there a lot. And as workers' compensation has become uh, pretty much vir completely virtual, uh, they, they, they did a really good job of... Uh, transitioning and our practice is completely virtual right now and it's a statewide practice so i've always handled cases throughout the state um but now that most now that all the hearings are virtual I, mean, I can do a hearing anywhere so since i'm up that way a lot i decided that i would open up an office up there i mean it's it's a uh really just a virtual office for the most part um but i did join the monroe county bar association and uh, I've, um, i'm hoping to get some some business up there yeah, I've been to downtown. I've uh, tried a case in Monroe County. Nice little downtown. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Good strip. I, I, actually, I reached out to a, uh, a, a an attorney and uh, we might be meeting for a beer tomorrow, actually. There you go. At a, at a craft brewery or a bar? Oh, maybe. There is, there, is a, uh, there is a nice brewery in, uh, in Stroudsburg. There's a, there's a couple of them right there, but there's a nice one uh, right there in Stroudsburg that I, uh, that I liked. Maybe I'll go for a second time. Yeah. What what made you and your wife decide to buy a house in the Poconos? Are you skiers or like the lakes? We, up there? we are skiers. We do like the lakes. I have a really uh, close college friend uh, who has a house in Maine on a lake. 
and this is not Maine. No. Um, but it is what we like to call Maine light. It's uh, an hour and a half away as opposed to seven hours away. Yeah. So now, are you that just, was the inspiration. Are you just going to live up there all summer? No, 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 no. We, uh, we, uh, we go up mostly just on the weekends. Um, my wife works full time, uh, although she's virtual, which we could go up there, but we also take care of, uh, take care of my mother-in-law too. Ah, the in-laws for too long. Yeah. The old ball and chain. You know what I mean? Uh, you didn't hear me say that. that. Yeah. My words, not yours. Um, so my other question about that is, are you not just going to Airbnb this thing and like retire? No, 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 no. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't want to. I mean, I, I like going up there as much as possible. It's, it's a great place. It's right on the lake and it's beautiful. We got a little pontoon boat and now that, that sounds terrific. Well, if you do list on Airbnb, let me know. Maybe I'll go up for a weekend. <laughs> uh, friends with lake houses. That is my yeah. policy. Well, it could happen. Yeah, we'll see. So during COVID, you went virtual. Uh, have you made any silly? uh lock did you make any silly or extravagant lockdown purchases either personally or professionally uh wait that's a good question i i I don't i don't i don't think so um but i i I do know professionally it was uh the, the the kick in the seat that i needed to go to make my practice uh virtual um my my secretary actually throughout the pandemic uh, she was going into the office every day um, my, my, off, my building, I have a, a building actually catty corner to the, um, to the bar association. And I have two tenants, one of which is Carrie. Um, and, uh, and they, they really weren't there that much. So she would go in, but I've been, uh, virtual. I pretty much uh, set up an office in my house and we put everything in the cloud. We've been wanting to do it for a long time. But now, uh, I, I mean, I, I have multiple screens. I never thought I would be that guy with the multiple screens. Um, but I, I, I gave, it's great. I do uh, depositions, uh, doctor's depositions with um, the, the multiple screens. I'm able to have the records up on the screens. It's, I, I didn't even know how I did it before. I, I haven't looked at a hard file since March. I've been doing it that way for about 10 years. And people used to think I was crazy <laughs> and not anymore. Uh, although now that you've got two screens, what you'll find eventually is that you migrate back to just one giant screen. Uh, because I, what I did was I got tired of looking, kind of turning my head left and right for both screens. Now I have like a 30 inch ultra wide, so I could just lose, uh, various windows and lose browser tabs on one monitor instead of two thing. This got real nerdy real quick. Uh, so let me ask you the reason I brought you on the show that I bring everyone on the show and you've heard an episode before, so I know you're going to have an opinion, which is the Oxford comma. Do you use it? Do you not use it? Uh, and if so, I'm why not? I'm sorry, but I, uh, you know, I was, I was trained that, you know, when you have a series of items, the, the last, the second to last one before the end, you don't put a comma there. It's just, that's how I, that, that was my, uh, my, and where did you get this poor training? Was that at Rutgers? Oh, that's a cold, cold comment. Do not, do not question my alma mater. I am very loyal to the, uh, to the Scarlet Knights. Um, and that's where you went to law school or undergrad? That's where I went to undergrad. So you're loyal to your undergrad, but not your law school? I have some loyalty. It's a little place, uh, you know, on the main line called Villanova. Um, I have some, but ultimately my, my, uh, you know, my heart belongs uh, on the banks of the old Raritan. And do you ever go back? Do you teach there at all or do anything with the school? Um, I go back uh, 
for football games. I'm a season ticket holder. I also go back for basketball games. I'm a season ticket holder for that as well. Um, and I, I, I go back just because sometimes somebody will say, hey, you want to go back to the Ale and Witch? And I'm in. Nice. All right. So season tickets, did they have any games? Did you go to games during the lockdown? How did that work or during COVID? Uh, unfortunately, the the, uh, the Big Ten was uh, no fans. So uh, I did get together with some of my tailgating friends and we, we had like a backyard tailgate, uh, socially distant, of course, uh, with a big screen and uh, saw Rutgers uh, in the opening game of the Big Ten season and they beat the Michigan State. It was Nice. Yeah. You can see how much I know about sports. I didn't know that they were not allowing fans uh, into the big the 10 games. did not. Nope. Did some, did some colleges? Uh, yeah, there were, there were different. It, I think it was, um, it was all um, conference based. So I'm sure some in the South and the West were a little more open. open? That. Yeah. If we had to guess, um, but not the, not the ones you care about. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so we're moving. I'm going to move into our lightning-ish round. I say lightning-ish. The questions aren't that short, but what is something that people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Oh my! Uh, well, as a as a beer guy, I don't. I mean, I get it. There's a there's wines good, but are they really that different? I don't know. I don't. I don't see the big difference. There's red. There's white. There's pink. Fair I'm enough. A yellow, I'm a yellow wine guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, my take on wine, you know, I wasn't a big wine drinker before I met my wife and she, her family, they, they know from drinking. Um, so they're big, uh, fans of the Finger Lakes. They vacation up there a lot and there's a lot of wine up there. So I just started with the sweetest wine possible, which is essentially juice that gets you drunk. And then over the years, I have slowly grown accustomed. It's like drinking coffee. You know, when you first start drinking coffee, or at least when I first started drinking coffee, I drank it in, you know, what I call frou-frou drinks, these like super sugary latte things. And then you slowly advance, so to speak. And now I like the taste of regular black coffee. Mm-hmm. So I think wine is kind of the same way. Do you have any superstitions? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not a real uh, superstitious guy. Um, I, I, I don't, uh, although I do remember as a, as a kid when I'd watch baseball games that, I always felt that if I switched the channel just momentarily, that I was somehow jinxing my team. All right. How about in the practice? Do you do anything like uh, always wear the same tie to certain kinds of hearings or, you know, certain shoes that you always wear if you think it's going to be this kind of case or park in the same spot in that county? Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't. Um, I, you know, I, I, I can't say that I can't say that I do. Um, that's right. So, so you're a normal person instead of I am. being. I really am. I, yeah. I just, you know, I show up, I, I, I stand in front of the judge. I try to be polite and I, I do my thing. There you go. Uh, what's something you hate, but you wish you loved? I don't, I, I guess I'd have to go with sports again. Um, I would love to, I would love to like uh, or not hate uh, soccer. I mean, I, I, I get it. One of my very close friends is a big, he still plays soccer. You can interview him soon too. Um, he's another Norristown lawyer. And uh, I even coached soccer and I still didn't really like it very much. And I, I, I watch it. Uh, I actually watched a Rutgers women's soccer match a couple of years ago. And I sat there making myself do this. And I literally got up to, get, to uh, use the restroom 
and they scored, and there was the final was one to nothing. I'm like, I, I, I was there watching this, this, this. You missed this the whole thing. Super boring thing, and then they scored. Uh, but I do like the fan. I, the fans seem to be really into it when you when you watch the games, and and there is a brewery right next to the Union. So I ah, I've there been, it is. Uh, <laughs> making a, I, I want to make a point to go to a Union game just to say that I did it, and so I can go to the brewery. Right. Yeah. Of course. Double double uh, dipping there. Two birds with one stone, etc. Right. What's something you get wrong almost every time you do it? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, from a professional standpoint there, and this is like such a weird thing, but uh, in workers' compensation, there are something called specific loss benefits, which is benefits that are for specific defined losses, usually amputation type injuries. So there are different number of weeks of compensation for each of your digits. And I somehow can never, I, I always think I'm like, wait, is it 15 weeks for a pinky? I think it is. I think it's 15 weeks. And then I kind of work my way uh, from there. Is that really how it goes? Like, uh, it uh, the pink, it, is it different based on the number of digits or based on the specific digit? Based upon the specific digit, each one has a different value. Uh, the thumb having the most value, which I think is 100 weeks. Um, hundred weeks of workers' compensation payments. We, uh, yeah, wages. well, and 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 it's it's different in that um, it it doesn't matter whether you're actually losing in losing work or not. So you can continue to work, but you get those benefits no matter what. Um, so if uh, I'm going to court and uh, well, if, uh, if I'm an employee and I and I'm going to court and I smash my finger in the car door and I lose my finger, I can still practice law. As I like to say, I could still practice law as long as it's not my middle finger, um, and uh, but I'd still get the, the the compensation for losing that digit. And if you lose two digits, is it is it? It would be combined. It's just to, just add them up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it gets a little more complicated when we get to a point where you call it a loss of the hand. Well, right. Uh, and I have had um, it's an unfortunate, horrible case of someone who lost most of their fingers, and it turned into a loss of hand. Interesting. And you always forget and you have to count on your hand. <laughs> yes, I do. I have to, I have to just say, you know, just go. Do you feel guilty one. doing that in front of your injured client? <laughs> Is that awkward? No, I'm pretty good at uh, making sure that I uh, go to my cheat sheet right before they come into the office. Good thinking. That's a good idea. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I'd have to say, so uh, uh, one of my uh, former partners uh, uh, had said, that it doesn't, I mean, this may, not, this may not come across really well, but I think it actually makes a lot of sense from a marketing standpoint in your practice. It doesn't matter ultimately how professional or how good of a job you did. It matters how much of a good job your client thinks you did. That is great advice uh, for lawyers out there. That is terrific advice, I would say. Jim, we're gonna leave it there. Where can people find you? If they're looking for a workers' comp lawyer or if they're looking for a beer enthusiast, where should they go? Are you on Instagram? Are you on socials or uh, just your I website? Do have a, uh, I have a, a Facebook page, Law Offices of James V. Monaghan. I've got a LinkedIn page, same thing. And uh, I can be found at, uh, my email is uh, jmonaghan at norristownlegal.com. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Interrogatories with Josh Campson. 
This podcast is a production of the Montgomery Bar Association in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Views expressed during the podcast are those of the participants and not their employers or the Montgomery Bar Association. No content in this podcast should be construed as legal advice. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Interrogatories, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us that five-star rating and review. For more information, visit us at www.montgomerybar.org.